Welcome to the Planet Laundry Podcast. In this edition of the podcast, we chat with Mark Vlaskamp, the managing partner at The Fold, a pickup and delivery focused laundry service based in the Houston and Austin, Texas markets. Mark discusses some of the factors laundromat operators should consider before attempting to start a pickup and delivery service, how today's technology is impacting the wash dry fold business, recent trends that could affect the industry down the road, and much more. He also shares his thoughts on recently being elected to the Coin Laundry Association's Board of Directors, as well as where the biggest opportunities for laundromat owners may lie in the future. The Planet Laundry Podcast is brought to you by Planet Laundry, the magazine of the Coin Laundry Association. This is the Planet Laundry Podcast. My name is Bob Neiman, and I'm the editor of Planet Laundry Magazine. And today I'm with Mark Vlaskamp, the managing partner at The Fold. The Fold is a pickup and delivery-focused laundry service based in the Houston and Austin, Texas markets. The company operates self-service laundromats that double as overnight production facilities for its pickup and delivery service. Mark is one of the industry's preeminent experts on pickup and delivery, and he's also one of the newest members of the Coin Laundry Association's Board of Directors. Hey, Mark, thanks for being here today. Hey, Bob, how are you? Great to finally meet. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I'm super excited to uh, to talk with you today about wash, dry, fold, and pickup and delivery, and just all things full service laundry, basically, because it seems like everybody is talking about this segment of the industry right now. They have been for a while, and especially since uh, the most recent clean show this past summer in Atlanta, with all the great uh, technology and products coming out, and some of the terrific educational sessions that we had on, you know, just the full service segment and, and, and pickup and delivery. So, and you're the person to talk to. So, again, thank you for being here. We appreciate it. But what I'd like to do is just kind of maybe get a little history and a little background on the fold, because I, I know that's an interesting story. So, if you, if you don't mind, if you would just kind of bring us up to speed on the fold. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it is exciting that delivery is all the talk these days. It, it feels it, it hasn't always been like that. It's great. We um, the fold started. We about 2017 had the idea for pickup and delivery laundry. This was it was a novel idea back then. This was uh, early rinse days. Two uh, U laundry was just getting started as well. We took a lot of inspiration from them, and but delivery laundry wasn't common. We uh, we didn't own laundromats, and we went to all the laundromats in Austin and asked if if we brought them orders, would they fill the orders for us? We needed somewhere to do laundry or someone to do it for us. And the idea it's it's hard to imagine now, but the idea was so foreign that most said no. Those that did say yes couldn't keep up or didn't want to allocate resources to it. So we, on one hand, on the demand side, we saw tons of customers and these customers were compounding, recurring in nature, seemed like a great business model for us. But on the supply side of the equation, we had no one to do the laundry. And those that could do the laundry didn't want to put the the TLC into it to retain those customers. So we started our journey to, into laundromats. Uh, when we started, we had no no idea it would bring us into the actual laundromat themselves, but uh, ended up experimenting uh with laundromats doubling as production facilities and fell in love with laundromats. And, and so now we're uh, uh, the business models based in laundromats that double as production facilities for pickup and delivery orders. Right, right, right. And you guys have been around since 2017, I want to say? Ish. Yeah. You know, there's tons of different variations uh, to it. It certainly <laughs> has picked up more speed lately. Uh, okay. we were, it was founded by a bunch of college buddies. So you can imagine those first couple of years, it was, it was either uh, we were 
college buddies at a bar hanging out or we were brothers fighting. There wasn't a whole lot of business, but yeah, technically, <laughs> technically formed all the LLCs and everything in 2017. Really right. started snowballing in the last couple of years when A, we learned how to do laundry and B, we also learned how to uh, run a business together. Right, right. Absolutely. Trial by fire. Again, it, it is popular. People are talking about it. What questions do laundromat owners need to be asking themselves before entering even the wash dry fold business? What are, what are some key questions and key things that they need to get ironed out before, you know, setting foot into that arena? Yeah, it's, it's not the same business. It's, uh, it's very much a separate business that operates with the same machinery in, in uh, the same facility. We think we get double utilization out of the facility because of it, but it's, uh, it's, it's a different business. So you do, you do need to ask yourself on one hand, you know, the kind of the pessimistic side is, do I want to deal with this high touch, high management, uh, high logistics, high liability type business? And those are easy to kind of be a pessimist about and, and maybe not get behind. I think on the other, on the other hand, from the optimistic side is, uh, you know, looking at your laundromat, is this performing how I want it to perform? Uh, is this facility going to pay for my, you know, my family to eat, my kids to go to college. Uh, is am I really generating any real enterprise value, or am I going to sell for a three times multiple for the plumbing and electrical infrastructure? I think those are the those are the questions you need to ask. You know, where where do you think the industry is growing? Where do you think your customers are going to be doing laundry in ten years? Uh, is a bit of a biased slant to put on it. I, I have my own opinions there, but uh, I think those are real questions to ask. It's it's certainly a great business, but it's not for everybody, right? The restaurant business is a good business, but I'm not going anywhere near it. So it's it's something you you need to kind of ask yourself and and uh, see what you like. Right, right. Again, it's it, it's not not for everyone, and and certainly another sub segment of that has been recently the uh, the pickup and delivery service on top of that that residential pickup and delivery, which has been aided by uh, you know, technology and the, the new products out there, and a lot of people are considering it. What absolutely must be considered before even attempting something like that? Because that's really an entirely different business, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And residential, I mean, commercial, commercial is easy. It's, it's not rocket science. It's a little bit more of a commodity game. Um, it's a longer sales cycle. Uh, it's certainly where we see most people get in. We like to kind of diversify a bit. I like the residential a lot because it's, they're much less price sensitive and they're, they tend to be great uh, lifetime value customers where a commercial client will jump from provider to provider to trying to get the cheapest rate. We find these, you know, just like the guy that uh, mows my lawn or cleans the pool. Like I found him once and I'm never, I'm never going anywhere else. It doesn't matter what he charges. We like him. He's good. And, and that's kind of the relationship we're trying to build that classic home services business model type approach to recurring customers. Okay. Yeah. So certainly the homeowners and the residential folks are more, uh, more brand loyal to, to something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And so, um, you know, considering once you decide you want to move into pickup and delivery, considering which market you're going to target is huge, right? There's residential and commercial as a fork in the road, but I think within those, there's another fork in the road that says, uh, I'm going to cater to the highest end of the socioeconomic spectrum. And the other says, I'm going to cater to the middle or the lower end. And with delivery getting as popular as it is, it's not just a, a rich customer's game anymore. Everybody is looking for delivery laundry. So right. there's plenty of subsets within that on the commercial and the residential side. Right. That's a great point. You need to kind of decide uh, what you what you want to be. Yeah. For the longest time, we had uh, there wasn't a ton of competition. And so uh, we had a lot of inbound coming to us and we couldn't decide if we were going to be a steakhouse or a hamburger stand because we had half the customers were coming in asking for steak and half the customers were coming in asking for hamburgers. So we, we found our niche eventually and, and priced ourselves and changed our operation to be more of that, that steak out house menu order. 
but yeah, there's there's plenty of range in that spectrum if you're jumping into pickup and delivery. Just because there's one or two other providers in town doesn't mean it's right. saturated. Right, right. Certainly, but certainly things you need to consider in conversations uh, you need to have with with your ownership team uh, on things like that. Absolutely. Well, again, I, I brought up the uh, you know the clean show and and just some of the the technology that is invo- evolving so quickly. How is today's tech impacting the wash dry full business just overall i guess basically maybe on the drop-off side and then also on the on the pickup and delivery side how how does technology change the game yeah i mean it certainly helps when we when we first started we had a pen and paper manifest and we had a google google document that we would operate off of we had one guy at a computer calling dispatch to another guy's cell phone to tell him where to go to pick up orders <laughs> so technology helps i think the easy answer there is the operating systems the pickup and delivery software uh is is improving you know we have we, we use starch up we have our f- fingerprints all over that but they're all they're all great and and they're all seem to be adding features and adding customers like crazy i think the the more nuanced answer might be uh, tech around labor. Labor and hiring is uh, incredibly hard, and, and it kind of has reverse scale as you get bigger. We're finding some interesting tools and building some interesting software tools and tech tools around hiring and labor. It's relatively easy-ish to get orders in. It's really hard to get folks in to do those those orders and to get them trained up to get them through the HR process all the way you know, to an eventual termination or, or them leaving, right? Most people use this as a stepping stone. So what tech and tools can facilitate that, not only for us, the employer, but also for the employee who just needs a night job, right? Who needs some extra hours uh, right. and is using it as something to work instead of driving an Uber, right? Or delivering mm-hmm. for DoorDash. They're going to come in a nice laundromat and fold laundry for six, six to eight hours uh, a couple of days a week. So I think the technology around labor is exciting. And I think that is, that is uh, growing like the pickup and delivery software is. I also think that the data and the technology around the data is really interesting. We hit on it earlier, but um, you're starting to be able to really track conversions and see demographics that are ordering more or less than the pros and cons of going after this versus that neighborhood. That's only decreasing customer acquisition costs and you know, saving us a lot of money. And that's important now, but it's also uh, it's making our messages more clear and making our messages uh, kind of resonate more because we know who we're talking to. And we know what they want. Right. Right. And it's making your decisions a, lo- a lot easier. I would think a lot more clear cut Yeah, because you absolutely. know what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't make the laundry, uh, getting the laundry done any easier, but we'll take any no. leg up we can get. Right. <laughs> absolutely. Well, you certainly, you brought up, you brought up labor and that's, I mean, that's a huge uh, trend. It's, it's, it's something we've been, we've been dealing with uh, in the industry for at least a year now, but what are some what are some other recent trends maybe that you see taking hold or you see maybe will eventually take hold that may impact the full service laundry business? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know how national they are, but I can kind of speak to the trends we're seeing within our walls. We're seeing, um, you know, my answer to this six months ago would have probably been really different. Uh, we're seeing an economy tighten up. We're seeing bread and gas and eggs cost more. So. Uh, maybe the disposable income that families used to spend on luxury services isn't getting spent as much anymore. So we're finding a, a tightening up of those customers, and we're, we're really spending a lot of focus on the uh, conversion funnels we have. Six months ago, it was like shooting fish in a barrel. You know, hey, you want delivery laundry? Come get it. Uh, let's raise the price and see how high they can go. We can go. It's it's not like that anymore. Money's not flowing around the economy like it used to, and people are being more selective on what they spend on. So it's challenged us to kind of get a tighter, uh, get that message more efficient, come up with new ways to get attention um, 
uh, in that in that uh, funnel. We're seeing the same number of signups, uh, just with less conversion. So the focus okay. is now it's really on you know, hey, these people are at least thinking about it. What are new creative ways or different mediums we can get in front of them, right? Maybe that blog post isn't working. It needs to be a TikTok video, things like that to make it more efficient and more direct. Uh, we're seeing that, uh, you know, reality probably isn't as tough to convert as it is today, but it certainly wasn't as easy as to convert as, as it was six months ago. So right. uh, reality, reality is hopefully somewhere in between, but this will, uh, this will hone our skills for when we uh, enter back into a, a better economy. Right, right. It's certainly helping you. You tweak the business and, and, and again, tighten up, like you say. So, mm-hmm, right. Absolutely. And that, that's from the residential front. From the com- commercial front, a, a trend we're seeing, you know, is these companies, uh, just like us, they're feeling everything tighten up a little bit and they're getting selective about their spending. So maybe they're price shopping. You know, a couple cents per pound is enough to get them to jump providers. That's a trend we're seeing. And, and we're kind of combating that trend by working on contracts and trying to find creative ways to force retention among you know sizable contracts no one wants to lose a big a big account because the competitor down the road undercut them by four cents a pound so finding ways that we can work with them and get them on uh, annual contracts kind of protects any speed bumps that could come from the economy in between very good great 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 points Hey, Mark, in a, in a recent uh, Plan and Laundry article that you were kind enough to write for us, you had mentioned some, some really great operating procedures for, uh, for pickup and delivery. Basically, it's like, hey, you're not delivering pizza, you're delivering laundry, and that's a completely different thing. And you had mentioned the importance of you know, basically documenting everything and taking photographs and kind of covering your trail. Do, do you mind maybe sharing you know, better than I have those protocols just a little bit with the, with the viewers here? Yeah, if we want to get into specifics, we can. Uh, the the general trend is is this is the service is happening in so many different spots that that you have to document it. Uh, we we have uh, you know order flow from our end is a driver picks it up, warehouser checks it in, warehouser moves it to one side. When you know, warehouser number two moves it to the facility, then inbound loader touches it, then outbound loader touches it, then at least one folder touches it, then another warehouse moves it to the ready racking position. And that's even before it gets delivered back to the customer where another driver delivers it back, right? So lots of touches. That means everybody needs like one job, one job only, and it needs to be a clear communication, clear documentation on what to do. So we have everything documented. We use Notion, uh, but any kind of documentation until you can. Uh, our, our folks' job is not just to come in and do laundry. It's to come in, do laundry and document that one thing you did that you never think will happen again, just in case it happens again. Right. 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 Oh, some yeah, specifics. Yesterday we had a this is, you know, pick the day. There's a different one every day. But yesterday we had a uh, got a call from our logistics manager. He handles all the drivers. Hey, we had a customer who lived at address A. We checked it in. She moved to address B without telling us we delivered to address A and now the clothes are missing. What do we do? Right. Sounds like a pretty obscure problem, but that happened to us a year and a half ago. So we had the scripts made out to, I said, Hey, go look in the notion document. It's there. He knew what to tell the customer. Our drivers knew what to do, where to go check. And we already had the protocol in place. So it's niche things like that, that if you, if you detail everything out, it's going to seem obsessive at first until it happens again. And you don't have to answer your phone as the owner. It just, it gets resolved without you. And then you're prepared for that. Absolutely. Right. Right. But Photos, protocols, everything, right? Sorry right, to interrupt. Right. Photos, no, protocols, no. everything that seems excessive. There is no too excessive. And the, the right. software companies are getting 
really, really good at this. You know, they're incorporating all of these protocols into what they deliver you now. So you don't have to build systems on your own as a pickup and delivery operator. You just need to understand how the software works. Right, right. No, I was just going to say that, uh, you know, and, and certainly photographing is, is a big thing. You, you're very uh, detailed in that and making sure everything gets photographed uh, along the way, you know, as you say. Absolutely. So anything, any other, any other procedures just off the top of your head, uh, wash, dry, fold, pick up and delivery that are important for operators to remember? Any other protocols? Yeah, I mean, we hit on in that article, we hit on the, the drivers on the, the folders. We have very uh, we, we have two subsets of laundry mat job. The first is loaders that they just handle in the machines, out of the machines. And the second is folders. So for, for loaders and folders, both we have uh, very similar protocols, you know, pictures, barcode scans, a backup sheet of paper you're writing it on and timestamps that'll match up with the camera system, right? So something funny happens, we go and we know exactly what time you were at, what machine and whose order you were loading. And we can see that one sock drop on the floor, things like that, that really help. I think the, the gist there, and you can make a protocol up for anything. I think the gist there is that laundry employees, at least in my opinion, for the longest time, they got blamed for a lot. And it's probably not their fault. They didn't really have a ton of systems in place. Uh, they just got thrown a ton of laundry at them and said, hey, do it. Like, you're going to make a mistake. So I think it's the owner's responsibility to make sure the infrastructure is in place to support them. Like, no one, it's very similar to the housekeeper that stole my watch, right? The, it's the laundry attendant that stole my jeans. Like she did, the, no one stole your watch. You misplaced your watch. But if the, if the housekeeper had a photo documentation process or we had way in, way out, or we had a piece count or we had a camera system timed to the exact minute, we could prove that, that you lost your watch. You know, we, you lost your favorite pair of jeans. It, it wasn't us. And I think uh, that, that helps employee retention. It changes the stigma around the service business. I think it, it, it really helps the employees a lot. No one wants to get blamed for any of that. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, by, by contrast, what, what are some common mistakes to avoid? Some common mistakes that you've seen with full service operations and pickup and delivery? And any mistakes that, you know, really, you should really avoid? I think it's, it's a lot of people's first instinct, and I'm guilty of it too. So um, excuse me for being on the soapbox, but trying to do too much when you first start customizations for laundry orders, uh, they add tons of complexity, you know, whether it's hang this, hang dry that, um, deliver this wrap separately from this. Uh, I want my sheets paired by bed instead of distribution style. The more customizations I think you make at first, the the harder you're making the path ahead and the harder you're going to make it to scale. I think that's a, that's a mistake a lot of people get into early on. It's one we certainly did and one that I regret. The faster you standardize things and the faster you start saying no to picky customers, the faster you're going to scale and the more profitable it's going to be. Right. That, that's, a great, that's a great tip. Hey, do you have any advice for, for owners who are looking to promote their business, uh, specifically the, like the, the pickup and delivery services? How do you guys promote it? What, what, is, what has been working well for you? But what would you suggest? I think, and we can get into the, the tips and, and everything here in a minute. I think the general, my general thought on that is it's significantly harder than it used to be. Laundromat operators looking to get into laundry delivery aren't just competing against the laundromat operator down the block. They're likely competing against one or two, you know, venture-backed uh, delivery-only firms that, that's servicing the area. They're likely competing against a couple venture-backed pairing agencies to get laundry delivery customers. There's a there's a lot of competition, and these these folks are well-funded, and they're because they don't have to know how to do the laundry, they're really good at marketing. 
So it's it's a lot harder than it used to be. That said, there's a lot of people searching for it, so the the pie has grown grown bigger. Finding a finding a strategy and sticking to it for an extended period of time is is my tip. You choose that strategy yourself. We we are we are very Google centric. We don't even consider other marketing avenues right now. We we drive everything into one into one thing because we know that if we don't put the blinders on, we're going to go start chasing Valhalla and trying to do a little bit of everything uh, and totally drive down our efficiencies. So that's probably my advice. I don't know that Google's the way to go. I'm letting you guys choose that. But we we dive everything into Google uh, and promote there. And, and that's it. Guerrilla tactics, too, as you're getting started, like don't go in and thinking you're going to compete with these behemoths, you know, on a digital front. I think if you need to get the snowball rolling downhill, go do some non-scalable things that, that the big VC funded companies can't. Go hand out flyers, uh, talk to your customers in store, cold call commercial customers, do the stuff that doesn't scale. Because you get a couple of those, they're reoccurring in nature and they uh, they will start compounding. Uh, then you have the marketing budget to experiment and get a little more creative. Right. Build a little momentum. I think so. Momentum is exciting and, and uh, that'll get you motivated. But but uh, a lot of these pay-per-click advertising type funnels, they can, they can eat your money real fast um, if you don't know what you're doing. So pair with a specialist and get the momentum rolling downhill and then know who you're competing against and maybe do what, do what they can't do. Well, in the last uh, five or so years, in what important ways has the fold evolved? Because five years is, uh, that's an eternity these days. It is. It feels like it. We're, we're always changing. I think the, um, the most, in, most important thing is to stay in the game, you know, keep, stay profitable. Don't, don't grow at all costs. We're finding this in the downturn now. Like there was a lot of companies come and go trying to you know grow at all costs and lose money. A laundromat business at its heart is this cash flow machine that should be highly profitable. Why, why would people get too far from that uh, by entering into delivery? And then the models will change. You know, we, we've evolved so much over the years. We've gone into subscriptions. We've gone highly commercial. We've bounced highly residential. We've bought and sold multiple. You know, we're finding that, that uh, right now, bigger is better and less facilities is better if they're bigger. But there was times where we were going and trying to buy smaller facilities because it was the store count that you wanted. So always evolving. I think that changes with the economy. It changes with customer demand. Um, and it certainly changes as we scale. It's it's been it's been really nice to hire specialists to run the operation. They they do a much better job than me. Mm-hmm. Right, right. How many facilities uh, do you do you have right now? Right now we're at two. We're at two monsters. They're big ones. Um, they're okay. one, one's uh, one's over ten thousand square feet, and one's about seventy eight hundred eight thousand. So we've we've downsized in count and upsized in size. Perfect. Very good. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, with pickup and delivery. You probably where it's different from, from self-service only is that there's a lot of headaches and employees and confusion and everything. The more you can consolidate that into one building with one or two managers, we found it really helps. Right. Keep it all, keep it all kind of uh, condensed and self-contained. Mm-hmm. It hurts a lot less when somebody doesn't show up for work. If you have, you know, 20 other people there to cover. <laughs> Absolutely. I bet. Well, hey, as I mentioned, uh, you are one of the newest members of the uh, CLA's uh, board of directors. So congratulations. Yeah, thank you. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Let me know. Share with us, uh, you know, what interested you in in serving on the board? What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's easy. His name's Ken Barrett. When when we were starting out, he um, this was the time in, in the story where every laundromat in town was telling us no. We were scrambling because we had all these orders and we had no idea how to do laundry and didn't know where to do laundry. Ken got on the phone with me, kind of coached me through it and uh, gave me all his SOPs and training protocols and everything. Since then, uh, it's it's all been 
downhill. It's been uh, rolling downhill fast. So he did a lot to help me. I find that I like in my free time to help folks. This delivery thing is exciting. I don't think it gets as much credit as it deserves. Uh, so when people want to talk about it, I'd love to pick up the phone and help and talk. So that was a big, a big part of it. I also, I see a lot of potential uh, for the CLA. I think that the future is bright with laundry. Uh, I think delivery is a massive part of the future. And I'm excited to, to help with that. I think data and software and tech is an incredibly exciting part of the future for coin laundry in general. And I also think the the relationship between the store owners and distributors and manufacturers is, is fascinating to me now. So I'm excited to see how all three can kind of work together to help plow forward. Perfect. Would well, you have any specific goals for your term with the association? Or just just those general at this right point. now. Right now, I'm learning. You know, I am fresh in. I would hate to say something that's going to last on the internet forever. <laughs> uh, I've been taking notes in all of my calls. I've been meeting everybody. Um, so, I, I generally speaking, there's a lot of exciting stuff going on. I think there's incredibly smart people uh, on the team there. But yeah, I don't I don't necessarily have goals. Yeah, I'm sitting in the back trying to soak it in and see where I can where I can be most impactful. I know off the top of the head, this wash dry fold conference coming up in Chicago is is uh, one of the things I'm most excited about. I can't always add a ton on how to build a laundromat or how uh, certain machines work compared to others or how to run any plumbing projects, but I can really talk to you how to get some laundry done and how to manage systems to uh, impress customers. So I'm, I'm really excited about that and, and seeing just conferences dedicated to pickup and delivery is always exciting. Right. You're referring to the uh, the uh, CLA's uh, Wash Dry Fold uh, workshop, which is going to be held uh, in November in Oak Brook, which is a, a Chicago suburb. And yeah, it's going to be Wash Dry Fold, pickup and delivery, as as well as commercial laundry. Uh, so a lot of education there. What are, what are you most interested to check out there or to to get accomplished at that event? Yeah, I know they're still working on the speaker lists and the speaker topics. I think what is interesting about this to me is because it's such a focused conference, we might be able to go a little deeper than the surface level, um, you know, speakers or webinars or, or, or meetups that, that usually happen. So I'm excited about the depth in which we can go into. We're not trying to cover everything in a four day, uh, everything laundry adjacent in a, you know, four to five day time span, like clean, where it's almost too much to absorb. This, this to me is going to be highly focused. So we might be able to go a mile deep instead of an inch deep. Right, right. Not a uh, not like a clean show type event, but more more niche niche based. Obviously, so very good. Yeah, and I mean this is the yeah it's the targeted spot for all the uh, wash dry fold operators to go. So I, I know uh, the seminars are great and speeches are great, but I always tend to learn the most in the hallways or, or at the restaurant after. So I'm, I'm just excited to get around the like minded uh, folks who are who are chasing the uh, the same thing we are. Right, right. Net networking certainly will be uh, will be on the agenda heavily, I'm sure. Hey, last one for you, Mark. And again, I know you're busy, and I really appreciate your time today. But look into the future. What do you see as uh, the biggest opportunity, or maybe some of the biggest opportunities for laundromat owners going forward? Yeah, for me, it's delivery. That's the mountain we're climbing. That's that's the race we're running. That is what wakes us up in the morning and excites us. Uh, everybody on our team, you know, from 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 me and my partners all the way down to the new employees that we just hired to start our first Sunday night shift this Sunday, right? Like everybody is getting taught that nobody, nobody knows how to do this. We're, we're one of the, we're one of the people at the front of the race. Like we are trying to figure this out, help us figure this out. This is not something that exists 
like a McDonald's where it, you just do the same thing every day. This is something we're using everybody's help to try to build protocols and systems for the future. So that's what excites us and everybody at the company, including me. So there's a lot exciting going on in laundry. I think the franchise side of this is really exciting. I think the consolidation side of this is really exciting. I think the relationship between distributors and manufacturers is really exciting and what that is moving forward. But for me, it's, it's blinders on, focus on delivery. Let's see how far we can get in the delivery space. Perfect. It's a great place to leave it right there. Hey, Mark, thank you so much. I've had a pleasure chatting with you and thank you so much. Yeah, perfect. Talk soon. Yep. Thanks very much. Thanks for joining us on our podcast today. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to subscribe to Planet Laundry at planetlaundry.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube.